Hello and good afternoon, Roaring Fork Valley. What a wonderful setup this is. Roaring Fork Valley, we've had sunshine all day. And that's the good thing. And we still have sunshine. And hang in there for a moment or two. This is Diane Johnson with Senior Matters. And, of course, Senior Matters do matter. They matter for me. They matter for everyone who has a senior in their life. And there's a lot of us around, you know. This is a healthy community to live in. It's a healthy community to be a part of. And good old Carbondale and the sister Roaring Fork Valley cities and towns. What is happening outside? Summer? Spring? A little bit of rain? Yesterday, a little bit of snow? My goodness. Mother Nature, you're just like a woman. You can't make up your mind, can you, my dear? <laughs> well, what Senior Matters? Senior Matters, once upon a time... We started an organization for seniors to give programs and events and all kinds of fun things to do for the seniors in our community. And during COVID, things have been kind of calm. But guess what? Life is getting better. And this is not just a new day. It is a new beginning for all of us. And, you know, so many have been at home, and, you know, their whole world has kind of been quiet because of following the restrictions and the needs of a, to have a healthy community. You know what I've had in my heart and in my life that fills my spirit is a friend. And my friend would be Grace, who was a dog. Buddy a kitty, Kidder's a kitty, Trudy a dog. All of my life, I've had a dog, a cat, a bird or two, but mostly dogs and cats in my life. And it doesn't matter if you've got four kids running around under your feet. If you've got that loyal dog there who knows and and is a part of that wonderful community. It's something we share. Speaking of share, I've got a word that will rhyme with share. How about care? This afternoon we have Aaron Galbraith, and of course most everyone who listens to KDNK knows who Aaron is. She is now associated with care as... Your position, Madame? Yeah, I am the development director and events director at Colorado Animal Rescue. My goodness. She says that with a great big smile. And I must tell you, we have masks on. You know, you can see it in my eyes. It's hard to hide. Yeah, it is hard to hide. <laughs> what is CARE all about? 
Yeah. Well, it surprises me every day how many people I meet and they don't know um, about CARE or where we're located. So I love talking about what we do and where we are. Um, For those of you who are unfamiliar, we are up um, across from the Spring Valley campus. Um, When you turn at the Thunder River Market and you head up that hill about three miles, there we live. Um, We do many, many things in the community, but one of the main things that we do is adopt cats and dogs, um, which is where most people have heard of us. Um, But besides just adopting cats and dogs, we help um, and take stray animals that are found on the street or in communities. Um, Along with that, we bring in lost and found animals if we can help uh, connect those two back again through their microchip and through some of our advertising. We have medical assistance provided um, for animals in our care if they need some major surgery or uh, procedure before they get adopted. We have medical assistance for those pets. We um, have a dog training program. We have a pet food bank um, where whoa. we do many, many, many things. Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that, that's amazing. It's amazing. For me in my life, uh, I've adopted out of shelters and facilities where animals were um, turned over mm-hmm. for someone to take and adopt them. And I found that, and of course, my last one was Dear Sweet Grace, who I had to give up because living at Crystal Meadows with a dog who needed a big yard and playmates and everything, um, Sweet Grace went to care. She sure did. And we found her a home really quickly. Yeah, within just a couple of days, if I recall. Yeah, that was a fast process. I remember you called in, and I knew immediately, obviously, who you were because we had been friends when I was here. And uh, we facilitated that process and got everything worked out um, with your daughter even in another state (laughs) and uh, got everything worked out. And now Grace is in an awesome new home with all the energy she needs to get out and running and jumping in the fields and having a good old time. And the one good thing that I heard, too, that Grace, because she slept with me every night. She spoiled me rotten. (laughs) Uh, She now is sleeping with her new friend. A young boy, a little boy. That doesn't surprise me. She is a total love bug. Yeah. So that that's what I'm talking about, or what we're talking about here. It happens to be my dog. It happens to be another cat. It doesn't matter. It's how pets can help fill your life. Absolutely. In more ways than I think you and I can even put into words. Um, I have been a, a pet person my whole life. I'm, I'm known to be a cat person, but I do not discriminate against any of my furry friends or reptile friends or any of that. I love them all. Um, and I think one thing, you know, pets are always there. When you talk about unconditional love, I always say this, you know, my cats, when I wake up in the morning, they don't care if I have bad breath. They don't care if I don't feel good or if I've gained weight. They are always there to love and support me and to just want to be petted and to be part of my life. And they're very um, selfless creatures. You know, it it amazes me when we have animals come into the shelter and um, a lot of times they're very scared and um, kind of shut down because it's a new place. It's new people. It's very different than the life they were living And with a little bit of TLC from the staff, how we can get them to come out of their shell. And once that happens, every one of them is just the sweetest, biggest love bug. They all want one thing, 
love. And so do we. Yeah, and I remember going over to Care. Care. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in a big room where Mama Cat was over here and the litter of kittens with the dog. There were two separate areas with mm-hmm. cats. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was asked to sit in the middle and I was to hold one of the cats and help get the other two together. Yeah. And it was interesting because I felt like yeah, this they needed this. Mm-hmm. They needed to be segued into each other's life. But cats, they're so intuitive. Mm. I see them on Facebook. I mean, that's where I get entertainment. Facebook <laughs> with the animals, the dogs, the cats, the babies, you know. But <laughs> the happy things. The happy things. Yeah. yeah, it's a good feeling. And watching how the cats are with the people in their lives Mm-hmm. just tickles me. And it made me start thinking when I knew that I was going to be on your show today, Senior Matters, um, it made me start thinking about senior pets. And, you know, senior pets want to live out their lives in a home as well. You know, the shelter is a great temporary place for them to be. But ideally, we want to get them into a home so they can mm-hmm. be comfortable and happy. Um, and I have to say that we have made some connections with senior people and senior pets and it's been super beautiful. The senior pets tend to be um, a little bit slower. They want a lap to just be to sit in and to be cuddled. Mm-hmm. They don't need to necessarily run five miles a day, mm-hmm. but they still are looking and searching for that love and are needing a home. Yeah. And that that um, joining of those two has been a really beautiful thing. I can believe that. Um, Talking about the senior cats and talking about the animals that are there, they're up for adoption. Yes. What is the adoption protocol? Yeah, things changed a little bit during COVID, so we are on an appointment-only basis. Um, so we recommend you taking a look at the website. It's www.coloradoanimalrescue.org. On our website, you can view all of the adoptable pets that we have. You can see how old they are, um, whether they, you know, get along with children, other cats, other dogs, you know, what kind of, if they're special needs. And then from there, um, you fill out an adoption survey so we know who you're interested in and we can look in and see, okay, is this a good fit or not? And regardless, we'll give you a call and talk about it. And then we'll set up a meeting for you to come in and meet uh, your special friend. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. I am having no longer a need for the things that were graces, the big bed, the wonderful blanket, uh I'm going to get those prepared, washed up. Could CARE use those? Absolutely. Um, we love donations, and I have to say the community has been, they've been given you know, an outpouring of donations. They've been so wonderful through this whole COVID period. Um, but, yes, we take um, blankets and sheets that are clean. They don't have to be new, obviously, or in packaging, but as long as they're clean and ready to go. Um, we can take uh, food donations as well, as long as it's in the original bag that it came in. Um, we also take, you know, other supplies as far as like, uh, cat treats, um, cat and dog toys, dog treats and things like that. We go through peanut butter like crazy for the dog. So if you know, if you're on to Costco, grab a jar of peanut butter. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, Grace loved peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. They, so do I. It's my favorite treat. It's an icon. Working at the shelter has changed my opinion a little bit of peanut butter now, but <laughs> we've been talking about dogs and cats. Now, there are other animals that are around our community. Yeah. What other animals do you shelter? Yeah, so that's always a bit of a scenario. If you ever have a pet that you need to surrender, always give us a call and we'll kind of talk to you about the process and what we have going on and what the situation is and how we can help best. Um, but we do um, have, we've taken in, um, right, we had a, a little litter of mice that we had. <laughs> we have rabbits quite a bit. Um, I believe we've had some guinea pigs. Um, one time while I've been there, we had this beautiful iguana named Godzilla. Um, sometimes we get birds. So those are, those are rare and few between, but when we can help, like I said, we definitely do. So that's always something. If you have a situation like that, please give us a call and we'd be happy to talk you through what the situation is and how we can help and what the best resources are for sure. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, on Luke and Pam and the generator uh, earlier today, they were talking about a marmoset, uh, not a beaver, muskrat. Um, okay. <laughs> and I remember, Luke, I remember the muskrats being across from City Market in that little white cottage that's been vacant and run down for years. When I first moved here in Carbondale, I saw these heads peeking up. And I went over, and there was a runoff there. And the runoff went under the boardwalk. There's a little boardwalk there, too. And there, there were two or three muskrats. <laughs> so that, well, my well, my uh, my suggestion is when you see wildlife that like that, if it's not harming or doing any damage, always just to leave it and let it be. Yeah. Um, but if you came across something like that that's not domesticated, I would definitely urge you to call um, a wildlife rehabilitation yeah. center because <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't be able to take a wild muskrat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me calling wildlife on the big bear that was on the property. Um, yeah, I can't take a bear. Oh, you can't take a bear. <laughs> All right. What about smaller domestic animals like the pygmy goats or small goats? Goat you know, I've never, in my experience working at the shelter, we've not had any of those come in. That's probably still a little bit more barnyard-like than we yep. would be able to. We just yeah. don't have the facility to take it. We just have the building. Yeah. We don't have any, like, you know, stalls or pastures or anything. Um, but we definitely could try to provide you with a few phone numbers and resources where you could call and okay. hopefully get some help with those things. Okay. You said something about having mice. Are they mice or rats? They are mice. Okay. Are you Now, Diane, are you not a fan of either? You gave me a funny no, look. No, 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 because I had a pet rat. It ah. was my first pet. After I got married, we couldn't have any pets in the apartment. And so I you got cheated. A, I got a pet rat. <laughs> That's when you say, oh, I have a fish. Does that count? <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I had a roommate one, or not a roommate, a neighbor one time that had two rats, and they were very lovely, super mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. um, no, these are mice. We had, like, like I said, there were like a little litter of mice. I think they were speckled. Um, I think there were like five of them, and they had cheese names, which were really cute. You know, Munster and Gouda. And... Well, how did you get them? Someone bring them in? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember their yeah. intake story because I'm yeah. usually upstairs working, but I believe, yes, somebody brought them in. I'll be done. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be done. They're so tiny. 
They are, and they're really yeah, cute. They I were know. really afraid, though. They weren't quite sure what we were doing yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. See, here's something, too. We talk about likes and dislikes, cats, dogs, snakes, mm-hmm. you know. Pets of all kinds fill our lives at certain times, one way or another, you know. Yeah. And talking about the little mice, they're adorable. They are so cute. Well, they we all have feelings. You know, yeah. they may not be complex emotions like humans, but they, they still feel happy, afraid, yep. hungry, sad. Yep. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. So we, we try to help everybody that we can, any creature. Help. Volunteers. Yeah. How, if I want to be a part of care team. Absolutely. What do I do? What do you need me for? Yeah. Well, we have quite a few things going on up at the shelter. And again, they've changed a little bit since COVID, but we're starting to slowly open back up the possibilities again. So we do have a dog walking program where you can come up and take a dog out for a walk, however long you like. Or if you do like a short 20 minute walk and you have time and want to walk a couple dogs, we, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have, um, TLC is what we call it, where you can come in and give cats TLC and just, you know, give them pets and love and some attention because, as you know, you know, most of them are hanging out by themselves most of the day as we're working. Um, And we also have uh, different cleaning uh, shifts that we have to help clean because, you know, that's a daily thing. The cleaning never ends when you have cats and dogs, but we don't mind. (laughs) Um, So the best way to do any of that is to go again on our website www.coloradoanimalrescue.org and you can fill out um, a volunteer survey okay. and that will go to our um, coordin- our volunteer coordinator our programs okay. coordinator and she will reach out to you you'll go through um, a makeshift what do I want to call it intake training yeah like a, yeah, exactly training and then um, orientation. That's, orientation. The, that's the word that I was, was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, she'll talk about with the kind of the different opportunities and what works with your schedule and away you go. How many volunteer hands? Let's make people. <laughs> uh, do you need on a weekly basis? What makes care run smoothly? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, every day we need to have dogs walked. Every day we need to have cats played with. Every day we need to clean and do different things like that. So we do take volunteers on a fairly regular basis if we can get them. Then sometimes we do have other things where we do a transport. Like, say, we're getting dogs um, from Mesa County, and we need to have somebody go over there. So sometimes we have volunteers do different things like that for us. So without volunteers, we wouldn't be able to do everything that we do. We really do rely heavily on them, and we appreciate every single one of them. That sounds great. There's even some uh, KDNK people that I see volunteer up there, which is really great to see their faces. Uh, well, hey, we're that kind of community. I you know. know. We're a great community. Yeah, <laughs> it is a great community. Um, fundraising events. Yeah. What do you do? So funding comes from a few different places. Um, obviously, we get money when we do adoptions, but honestly, we're not. It's not like we're making a big buck on that. That's really to take to cover the um, cost of when we were taking care of them in the shelter as far as, you know, room and board and food mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but we also have um, events. And speaking of, we do um, bingo is happening tonight. It's, it's happening over at uh, Carbondale Beer Works. It's at 7 o'clock. 
and that'll go to benefit all the animals that care. Um, we have we've had virtual events. We have what we call the Dog Day 5K, is a race. Um, hopefully, we're going to do it in person this year in August, where everybody meets up with your dog and you do a 5K and get some fun swag from Care. Um, we I do grant writing. Um, we also um, are we haven't gotten into it much, but we really want to encourage people to start leaving um, Care in their legacy gifts. I don't know if many people know that that's an option, but it definitely is. And if you're interested in leaving Care in your will, just give us a call. I'm happy to walk you through okay. all of that process. Um, and then of course, just straight donations. We, do, we don't have as many, we don't have like a membership as far as like KDNK has, but you can donate kind of the same platform page on our website and uh, make a straight donation to the animals and also in memory of, or in honor of okay. those gifts as well. Memorious. So yeah, this is down on the bottom line of the dollar operationally. How much do you need every year to keep care going? You know, that is a question that I probably have to re- defer to uh, with to Wes, my executive director. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that our last time I saw the budget, I believe that our whole entire budget was a little under a million dollars. So that's including the whole shebang. Um, but you got to think, you know, we go through food. You, oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like crazy. And yeah. like I said, sometimes we have... Um, we just had the we had these two senior chihuahuas that were dropped out together, and they're really sweet. But both of them needed dentals with extractions. Both of them needed echocardiograms. Right. So all of those things again, we are going to make sure that those pets are taken care of before we adopt them out. Mm-hmm. So the costs just add up more and more. Okay. I yeah. I can hear that. And because <laughs> when I adopted Grace, she had been neutered. All of her shots had been brought up to date and everything. Yeah. Um, we, when you adopt a pet from us, they will definitely yeah. be altered. That's one yeah. thing that's a big rule for us because we want to yeah. help the pet overpopulation problem and not, you know, add to it. Um, and then they will also be updated on their vaccines yeah. and microchipped yeah. um, because we want to make sure if anything happens that um, we can help them get back to you. And we did have a little bit of uh, a funding cut this year with Garfield County and Animal Control. Uh-huh. I won't go into the details of that, but um, we are offering now, thank you in part to Glenwood Subaru, um, free pet id tags i saw that yeah because we want to really help animals um get back to their families so if you need a a pet id tag like i said it's no cost go on our website you can choose from a couple of different shapes and colors decide what you want to put on there and we'll send it to you in the mail to help keep your pet safe and at home website again can you give me that yeah www.coloradoanimalrescue.org piece of cake yeah it's kind of long but it's pretty easy yeah yeah (laughs) what i love about knowing that care is there for me me all of us yeah is that the facility the people that are there are there because they want to be not because i need a job dang where am i going to go to work that's right they want to bring be there they bring, bring a gift Mm. to the animals and how much we grow from it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and, and we don't have to be just touching them and petting them 
It's like when you walk outside and you see that deer in the yard. Mm. Oh, there you go again. Another They're an, endorphin rush. Exactly. They're a great reminder to stay in the moment. They're always in the moment, no matter what happens. You know, they're not thinking about something yesterday or holding a grudge from you last week. And they're super resilient. That's one thing that always amazes me. You know, you can take an animal to the vet, put them to sleep, amputate a leg. They wake up and you take them home. They, ha- you know, they have no idea what happened. They simply went to sleep and they woke up without a limb. And are- do they cry about it? Do they whine? Do they act like life is over? Like you said, they bounce back up with that unconditional love. They're ready for dinner. They want to be your best friend. They're just amazing in so many ways. Clearly, I love animals. <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much for being with us today. You brought love and care to mm. our ears and our heart. Mm, thank you, Diane. This is Diane Johnson with Senior Matters. Talk to you next month. Bye-bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>